Do you find yourself lost for words when someone asks, what is your biggest accomplishment? You probably think that nothing really stands out or if you think of something, well, you believe it's not worth mentioning. Struggling to remember and retrieve important moments from our lives database is definitely part of the ADHD reality. In this episode, you'll learn how shifting the way you see ADHD creates a shift on how you perceive yourself. I'll share a few practical tips and an exercise to help you change or improve how you look at ADHD. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it, they're in my hands. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the last episode of Season 2 of the Phenomenally ADHD Podcast. I hope you're doing great, and wow, I can't believe we're wrapping up Season 2 already. I'm your host, Zarina Boali, and I'm really happy to have you on this journey to better understand yourself and your uniquely wired brain. After talking about the importance of reconnecting with your inner child in the previous episode, well, I have to say that a lot has happened since. You've learned me say this before, but I miss speaking English so much, like a lot. And yes, creating this podcast was a first step to filling that void, but more, most importantly, a desire to be serving at a larger scale, like... I'm fully bilingual and not coaching in English or not doing what I'm good at in English is having a talent and a skill that's going to waste. So developing a new market takes time and I guess there was something in for me that I wouldn't have thought of, let alone considered. Something beyond my wildest dream that allows me to expand my coaching with a completely different energy because it's 100% aligned with what I want. So to wrap up season two, I felt inspired to look at how ADHD is an asset in the workplace, the contradictions that we face and what we can do to overcome them, as opposed to identifying ourselves to ADHD and ADHD only. So let's begin by reframing a few things about the way we function. Interested in many things instead of easily distracted. 
abundant energy and ideas instead of hyperactive and scattered, incredibly dynamic and enthusiastic instead of too loud, curious and open-minded instead of not knowing what we want, highly sensitive instead of emotionally reactive. What else would you reframe and how? That's the most important part. You want to give it a new meaning, something that resonates with you. Remember that the ADHD brain is interest-based, and I'm pretty sure that hearing or saying easily distracted, scattered, and hyperactive, too loud, not knowing what you want, emotionally reactive, doesn't spark your interest whatsoever, does it? Yes, it's true, ADHD comes with many challenges, but in my opinion, they are also opportunities for incredible and powerful personal growth. That's why I'm so passionate about coaching that is designed specifically for ADHD. We do take into consideration what science and research tell us about it and look at it from a from a perspective of possibilities, not limitations. There's nothing more empowering than uncovering what's underneath each challenge and knowing that nothing's wrong with you. No matter how ADHD impacts your life at work, at home, and in your relationships, remember that there are many advantages that come with it and the more attention you give the upsides, the more it changes the way you see yourself. You'll probably agree with me that there is life before you know you have ADHD and there's life after you do. One of the first things I am on the lookout for when in a coaching session with a new client or an actual client is how he or she is talking about himself or herself having ADHD. And what I hear the most is my ADHD. I am ADHD. I can't concentrate, sit still, get things done, finish something, focus, get organized. Then there's the I procrastinate, get bored, forget, get distracted, I'm always late or never on time, hyper-focus and lose track of time. As soon as I hear my ADHD and I am ADHD, I stop to reflect back to them that it's not their ADHD. First, when you say my ADHD or I am ADHD, you identify yourself with ADHD as if it is who you are when it's not. Second, there's a huge difference between that and I have ADHD. Being on the watch for that when you speak about ADHD is something my clients do once they are aware of it and I suggest you try it too because ADHD is not yours. This will help you take a few or many steps back so you can start seeing ADHD from different angles, not just the downsides. That change alone makes a huge difference in helping you realize that you are far more than what you identify yourself to. Let's take work for example. How do you want to feel competent, on top of your game, fulfilled, productive, and happy professionally when your attention is on everything you struggle with or everything that's not working? 
it's nearly impossible. And until you change that belief and every other one that is limiting you far more than ADHD, well, you're stuck. On the other hand, when you have effective workarounds to help you concentrate, get things done, finish something, focus, get organized, filter distractions, make something boring, interesting, and arrive on time, the repercussions ADHD has at work decrease, which allows you to see it as an asset and focus more on that. Here are a few traits that make ADHD an advantage in the workplace. Ability to find unique solutions to difficult problems. Adventurous, courageous, thinks outside the box, unafraid to take risks, being able to derive patterns where others see chaos, able to talk about many different topics at one time, constant evolution, continual learning, good in a crisis, seemingly endless desire to try new ideas, tasks, and projects, empathetic and intuitive, entrepreneurial, continuous source of new ideas, methods, and strategies, abilities to see many, if not all, sides of a situation, resourceful, enthusiastic, and full of energy. I'm sure you can think of other benefits of ADHD, and I suggest that you add them to the list and keep it as a reminder that behind every challenge, there is a strength. So I'm curious, how many items on the list is part of your professional reality? What do you do to honor and acknowledge these assets on a regular basis? How can they be more present in the workplace? Which ones do you want to use more and what actions can you take to do it? Like not next week, not next month, not oh well, whenever, like ASAP. You know, if someone told me when I was studying journalism in Calgary that one day I would be teaching English in college, I would have never believed them. I am a strong believer that everything we do, experience, and go through in life has a purpose. They allow us to grow, learn, discover new possibilities, believe there's more than life than what we think there is, step outside, of course, our comfort zone. That's exactly what happened when a friend dropped a job opening in my inbox. Intuitively, I knew that it was a synchronicity, not a coincidence. After looking at the requirements, boy was I glad that I graduated from an English establishment as it was giving me a chance to be selected. I will share with you an impactful exercise I did but before I do, I just want to say that this experience reminded me how everything just flows when they're aligned. After writing the most powerful presentation letter and refreshing my resume, I sent them in with a lot of excitement, thinking that teaching English would be an awesome experience. A few days later, I received a call for an interview and within eight days from sending my application, I was hired. So tell me, when was the last time you looked at or updated your resume and wrote a presentation letter? Here's the exercise I have for you. Step number one, find the last version of your resume and it doesn't matter how old or how recent it is. Step number two, 
update it if necessary. Step 3. Print a copy. Step 4. Look at all the jobs you've had. Number 5. Try to remember why you got hired. What were the skills, the abilities, and the strengths that stood out? Which ones have you improved or mastered since then? How do you feel about your professional journey? This exercise is amazing to remind you who you are and not only professionally because the qualities, skills, and strengths you have, you use in other areas of your life. It's good for your self-esteem and to help you see all that you've accomplished. If you notice that your journey is uncommon or atypical, celebrate it. Mine definitely is out of the ordinary. Give yourself the recognition you deserve for all that you have done. Honestly, when I looked at my presentation letter and resume, I was impressed with the path I've been walking on for the past 30 years. So really take the time to do this exercise and have fun doing it. No matter what's on your resume, be proud of yourself, the efforts you put in to get where you are. To say I'm excited with this new adventure is an understatement. Every day I'm grateful because I'll be speaking English more. I'll be part of the learning journey of young adults and wherever this takes me, I'm open to all the possibilities. It's going to be a challenge to combine my coaching and my teaching schedule, but I know it will work out. I don't know how, but I know it will. Because one of my goals is to bring my expertise and experience with ADHD in schools to help students and teachers the best I can. All that to say that if a job really resonates with you, don't be afraid to count on the benefits of ADHD to dare applying, even if you don't meet all the requirements. Now, I want to point out a few contradictions or paradox we experience at work with ADHD. Hyper-focusing when we start a new job and losing motivation or interest after a few months if it becomes tedious. Creative in solving problems and finding it difficult to solve boring ones. Needing to interact with people and finding colleagues distracting. And one of my favorite, needing to function within structure and disliking being managed. How many of those do you experience at work? Were you aware that these were part of ADHD? I'm curious to know, so share by leaving a comment. Once you've made the connection with what is challenging for you at work and ADHD, you become conscious and that's a big step. What can you do after that? Try to see if and how you have been masking certain ADHD traits to compensate. Do you feel you are working twice as hard? Does your work environment increase or decrease your challenges? What workarounds, tools, strategies, and support do you need to make things easier? If you're not sure or have no idea how to figure it all out, having an ADHD coach as part of your support system can help. But make sure to do this evaluation of what is actually going on at work and be curious. Try to observe 
when you start to, you know, having difficulty focusing or concentrating, what is actually happening? Do you need a break? Um, are you working on something that really needs or requires a lot of brain juice and you're doing it at a time of the day where you're not in your energy peak, you know, like where you have the most energy. For some people, that is in the morning. For other people, it will be in the afternoon. So these are little things that you can look at to see, huh, what if I tried to do this big task at another time during my day and reorganize my day so that it it flows and it's more fluid, which makes things easy. And at the end of the day, while you still have energy to, you know, get home, take care of your kids if you have some, or just be present with your partner and your friends and family. And ask yourself, what structure can be put in place so that your challenges are not impacting your work as much. For instance, one of the things a lot of us, including myself, struggle with is structure. And that's why I'm really telling you to ask yourself this question because it is an important one. And actually, even though we don't really, really like structure, we kind of need it. It helps us function. So it's something we need to function. And at the same time, creating a structure that fits our uniquely wired brain is not that obvious. Then once we have it, well, it's another challenge that comes up because, well, we need to keep it in place. So you may not like the word structure. I know for me sometimes, like, I mean, for me, discipline doesn't really resonate with me. It kind of, you know, brings a contraction in my body. So if the word structure does that for you, well, you just need to change it. Because if you feel trapped because it's rigid or, you know, the structures that you had in the past were imposed or forced on you, of course, it's not going to be something great to put in place. So if the word doesn't resonate with you, well, you can replace it by organize, arrange, order, shape, design, layout. You know, the last three, I'm just, you know, feeling the vibe in shape, design, and layout. Hmm, that kind of makes me excited about something. So make sure you pay attention to how the word feels. So the way I see structure or what makes sense to me is that it gives direction. It's easier to know where you're going, what are the steps and guidelines to follow so you reach your destination. So why is structure so important, especially for us ADHDers? The main reason is because it's reassuring and it helps us feel secure. One of the best examples I can give you is with my teaching job. Even if I'm overjoyed to be teaching English for the next few months and that I've done it in private, it's the first time I will be doing it in an educational establishment. Back to school time is always crazy and the last time I began school was in the fall of 1993. Yep, 
It's been 30 years almost to the day that I was admitted to Mount Royal University in Calgary. Three decades later, I'm starting school as a teacher. It's a lot of information coming all at the same time, so it's a lot to take in. What makes it less stressful is the team around me and the collaboration of the department coordinator that shared his course outlines, evaluations, and by doing so, he's giving me structure and that is extremely reassuring. The thing is, with ADHD, structures have to be flexible, not rigid. Otherwise, they are ineffective and more useless than useful. So it's definitely something to take into consideration to make sure that what is in place doesn't make the challenges worse. I would even say that designing something that fits your personality, your interests, and creativity is a must-have. Whatever you are shaping or designing to decrease the impact of ADHD, whether at work or in other areas of your life, make sure you think about self-care, quality of sleep, what you eat, exercise, mindfulness, gratitude are a few examples. Give yourself enough time to adapt and make any necessary changes. And if you have questions, I'm here to help, so don't hesitate to email me. So for the next few weeks, I have no idea how this teaching experience will unfold. My goal is to continue to produce an, a podcast episode every week, but I'm not putting too much pressure on myself because, you know, I don't know what's coming for the next month or so. So I'm actually trying to figure out how I'm going to manage that. But until I do, you know, I hope and cross my fingers that I will be able to do a new episode every week. Maybe they will be shorter. I kind of had an idea that could be kind of cool to explore. So stay tuned for season three. I might just have something you have probably not seen yet in a podcast. Maybe it already exists, but you know, it kind of popped and I was like, oh, that could be kind of interesting. So that's a wrap for this week. Remember that identifying yourself to ADHD and ADHD only is not really who you are. You are far more than what you think you are. And don't hesitate to push this further. And always remember that you can agree with me, but you can also disagree. And you can question whatever I bring forward. Because I think that's how we grow and the more we grow together, the better we're able to create a better world. So that's all for this week. I'm sending a lot of love your way as always, and I'm wishing you a brilliant, exciting, and amazing week. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, 
own your genius because you rock just the way you are.